Greetings from Pandora. Welcome to a Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands, the best Borderlands podcast on the Echo Net. I'm Drew. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us today for episode number 17, where today we're going to be talking about difficulty in the Borderlands series. But just first, just a quick reminder that you can always get in contact with us via Twitter at Vault Hunters Pod or through our email, a Vault Hunters Guide at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can watch us record the podcast live at twitch.tv slash Vault Hunters Guide. Or watch the video version on YouTube by searching A Vault Hunter's Guide to the Borderlands. Hooray! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you and I were on the same wavelength there. So Yeah, that was amazing. I so. I, uh, I'm excited for this topic. Uh, as uh, many of you know, Mayhem 4 was just released in a big patch update. So that's fun with a lot of other big updates. So it felt natural to go ahead and talk about... Uh, felt natural to talk about... Uh, difficulty and all that kind of good stuff. But as always, we're going to talk about our last two weeks in the borderlands. Cause you know, we haven't been doing anything special or anything like that. You know, we've had tons of time to play borderlands in the last two weeks. Right, Drew? Yeah, definitely. Definitely have not been across the country and face to face and all kinds of other stuff. Literally across the country. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, without going further South, about as far away as you could actually get from where you live. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, uh, nice. Good going, Jeff. Now you just gave it away that I live somewhere in the Northern part of the country. Good job. I mean, here's the thing. If we were in Canada, that would actually be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Fun fact. Um, 90, 90% of Canadians live within 100 miles of the border. True facts about the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> True facts about the Canadians, dear. <laughs> so. Uh, so anyways, yeah, the last two weeks in the Borderlands has been uneventful up until this past weekend, because this past weekend I actually did a ton of work in Borderlands 3. Finally, finally, finally. I was at level 50 before, but I finally finished up uh, True Vault Hunter mode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, went through and, and I've been working a lot on my build. Um, and you're talking, you're talking about your, your flak build, right? Yeah. Basically rack flak, um, <laughs> rack flak, <laughs> <laughs> racks on flax um, on flax. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's been really great. Uh, you found a Maggie that you let me have. And then I found another Maggie that you can have back. Mm-hmm. It's been going Really well. Um, I've been uh, speaking of Mayhem Four. I've been uh, grinding that Giga Mind on Mayhem Four and been finding some pretty decent stuff. Yeah, dude. If you're if you're someone that's looking for something real quick and you because maybe you don't have all the pieces of your build, if you're looking for something that doesn't have a specific drop yet, uh, Giga Mind is a really good uh, is a really good way to farm that stuff up. Not too difficult. That usually you can take it down with any character pretty easily. And it suits just about any build. I mean, you've been rocking that on your rack attack flak. And I have been doing the same thing. Uh, if I'm looking for some of the random pieces for things on my Zane build, um, it's kind of a take somewhere in between. Um, shout outs to both of these guys. Cause they're both pillars of the community for sure. But it's somewhere in between um killer six and jolt dudes uh s different cryo builds uh there's some slight differences in it so they're all kind of along the same lines just because it's a solid and very fun build but they're all kind of right in that same 
same wheelhouse, so to speak. And that's, that's mainly what I've been working on. And that's been a ton of fun as well. And then I've also been rocking, trying to get, um, my, um, uh, my specifically my PlayStation four Mo's uh, up to max level so I can start doing some farms with that. Cause I have a ton of gear that's just like waiting for in my bank. So nice. Nice. I do just want to take a quick second to, to let people know, like if you like Gigamind is good for farming anything, not just, not just if it doesn't have a specific drop, but if the specific drop is a pain in the ass to get to, mm-hmm. for example, like the Maggie and something else both drop from, um, Oh, whatchamacallit, uh, Tremendous Rex at the end of the Cistern of Slaughter mm-hmm. um, thing, and that's a huge pain in the ass, so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah it's, but it's in, but it's in um, Gigamind's loot pool. I want to say it's in Grave Wards also. I mean, not, not like they're, I mean, they are, they have an increased chance to drop a ton of legendaries in Mayhem 4, so. Yeah. Like just everything does. I mean, you would not like if you're someone that hasn't messed around with uh if you're someone that hasn't messed around with Mayhem 4 yet, dude, it's insane the amount mm-hmm. of stuff that you get in there. Just like I mean, you can just open what you found a legendary one time just opening an ammo chest and it was like an anointed grenade mod or something, right? I did. I did. Yeah, it was sick. I mean, I didn't it was nothing that I could use, but it was still mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. Um by the way, speaking of speaking of gear and stuff, I it I was doing a little farming today, and I actually found something else for you besides besides repaying the Maggie that you found for me. I also found a a white uh, grenade that I think that you'll be able to use on your Zane because it's anointed. Even though like you're doing the whole two, you're doing the two um, skills action skills thing. Yeah, yep. I think it'll still work because it. It's like an anointed, like, you know, every time an action skill is completed, you do bonus cryo damage oh. or something like that. <laughs> sure. So, and I'm like, fuck, you might as well have that as his grenade body. He ain't doing nothing else with his grenades. Well, I've got, so. sen- I, I remember though, I've got Sentinel set up to drop grenades too, though. Oh, right, right, Because that's right. something I can well, do. So, but that, that being said, you know, you're totally right. Because for a while when I was not using that skill with um when i was not using that skill with sentinel um i was just like yeah i'll just throw something on there that does like extra extra cryo damage or something along those lines so i totally get it which you know if you're sitting there if if you're real talk folks if (laughs) i feel like i just snapped back into the 1950s real talk here folks (laughs) if if you're using zane and you're not using grenades which you probably shouldn't be in the first place because that's like his whole thing and if you're not using Sentinel to get grenades either, then, um, you know, and of course, if you're not using duct tape mod or anything like that, then treat your grenade slot as an extra, um, as an extra relic spot. Like seriously, yes. cause like, you know, don't just let it go to waste, you know, use it for something along those lines. If you're not using, yeah, grenade- find, find like an anointed thing or something and do something with it. Like it, because then if you're not using the, the, uh, the duct tape mod or anything, it doesn't matter what the numbers on it are just that bonus. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, you know, I'm sure that some of you are very aware of that, but, um, but yeah, if, uh, if you're, if you're doing that, then definitely, uh, if you're not using any grenades anywhere else on Zane's on a Zane build, 
definitely use that as uh, an alternate or an adi- or an additional uh, relic spot. So yeah, true story. True anyway. story. Right, so, cool. uh, but yeah, no, we're looking forward to other stuff coming up, uh, which brings us to uh, a little tiny bit of news. Like we said, we're going to pepper in big pieces of news as we come to it. So Drew, what do you got for us today? Uh, so the news is that there, first of all, I, I guess this isn't posted in the news here, but uh, we had the uh, the day 60 patch, which has been awesome. It's given us, um, did, did that actually come out before we did the previous episode? I think it did. I just don't think we really got much of a chance to do stuff with it because we were both traveling. Oh, right, right, right. Well, it's sick. Uh, it increases you, the uh, available bank space to 300 slots, and after doing a lot of farming, it's needed. Um, so mm-hmm. that's really great. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I, what else? I, what else came with that? <laughs> well, I do want to while you're while you're looking for the other stuff on there because we're super professional about this all the time, always. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. I, I want to go ahead and, and talk about that just very briefly. Cause I, I was one of the ones that said that, you know, um, I was fine with the bigger bank space and, or with the, with the original bank space. And I'm still kind of of that mindset. Uh, the main thing I'm treating it as now is I'm just kind of sticking a bunch of stuff in there while I figure out builds as I get more builds figured out and everything, I'm definitely going to whittle down the stuff that I have in there. Cause I'm sure that I would say probably 75% of it's not going to be useful at the end of the day. True, true. But I'm just kind of tossing. It's like a catch all at this point. Cause I don't know. Same. You know? Exactly. And that, yeah. And that's, that's exactly what I'm saying is I'm totally agreeing with that point, which is that, you know, as I get through stuff, I'm like, it's for future Alma fans out there. It's kind of like when, uh, when Bender is dying in the first season of the comedy central reboot, where it's like, you know, any, anything can save him or there's only one thing that can save him. And he's like, possibly this thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'm treating it now. It's like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, Oh man, this gun's going to be great for something. It's like, maybe it'll be great with this. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so also in that patch, uh, came the, uh, the takedown at the metal one black site, um, and mayhem four and the bank expansion, uh, dedicated loot pools, quote unquote yeah that's been it's better (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh and then additional vending machines and the target dummy in uh down in the target range area so legitimately glad they brought the target dummy back so we could because i mean you and i have already used that a bunch for just randomly testing stuff yeah i mean you and i didn't get i like you got back home at the beginning of this past week and I got back the middle of it. And so like we legitimately had no time to, um, to check out any of these patches or fixes or any of the new content or anything. And it's been really great. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, So, so you tell me what else do we got coming up soon? Sure. So, uh, the Molly one, uh, the uh the black site that one was a um that one was a free uh patch that we got but we've got something new coming out which is a new dlc um it is called moxie's heist of the handsome jackpot so we're gonna get some more and handsome jack he just doesn't leave it alone like even in death <laughs> yeah yeah how can you kill that which has no life <laughs> so- <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, um, but yeah, no, he is not back by any means. So please, anyone who's listening, do not get your hopes up about that. But it's just, uh, I mean, the and whole- all of you who felt like me, you know, when you heard it, that the new DLC had something to do with Handsome Jack, you can breathe a sigh of relief. They didn't bring him back like some BS, you know, mm-hmm. it's not some BS like Marvel, you know, <laughs> like they're not actually dead, you know, Marvel. Like every every other year, Marvel is like it's the new number one of this series. It's like how many number ones has this series gotten recently? <laughs> right, what, right. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So it looks fun. It comes out on December nineteenth. So for those of you who are listening, this podcast will be up on the twelfth. So you know we got a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it'll, this this podcast podcast comes out one week beforehand. Um, and uh so little little sneak preview here sneak, uh, sneak preview might be the uh might be the topic of the next episode who knows tune in to find out <laughs> so fun <laughs> interesting <Tune> if true <laughs> yeah so, um, um so that's going to be cool um i mean it it's the the elevator pitch is uh Handsome Jack stole uh, casino plans from Moxie and made a big casino. That's it. That's pretty. <laughs> and Mox, Moxie and Moxie is pissed. <laughs> and, uh, so you you get to go and raid the casino. Um, what I'm look. Hey, get your corrosive shit ready because there's Hyperion bots on there. So that's cool. Ooh. Again, shout-outs to Killer6, and gotta get that El Corodo. <laughs> 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 gotta get that uh, Cloud Kill. Cloud Kill, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, that's pretty much all we have. Like we said, we're gonna pepper in news as we come to some bigger stuff and everything like that. If you're interested, just go ahead and search um, you know, Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot, or New Borderlands DLC, you'll be able to find all the information you want right there. Uh, obviously, you know, try going to borderlands.com first for all that news. So, um, moving right along, we're going to get into, uh, as Drew has so aptly put up here, some listener cues. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Q yeah. stands for question. Surprise. It's not surprising. We're going <laughs> to come up with a good name for this, uh, for this segment. If you have any suggestions, let us know, because we're obviously not there yet. Ooh, you know what nobody calls this? Nobody calls this part the mailbag. Mmm, we should do <laughs> the, that. <laughs> the the, the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> now we'll figure it out. So, uh, anyway, who, uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with these, or should I? Uh, you start. You okay. start. I'll go second. Then I'll go third, then I'll go fourth, then you go five through infinity. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, so our first question uh, here comes from uh, Twitter, and this comes from us uh, to us from Woodchipper. Uh, I he thanks for the question. Woodchipper says. I am looking for suggestions. I completed the end game with the flat crit build. Congratulations on that. First of all, is it better to try farming legendaries and gaining guardian ranks? Or should I do the true vault hunter mode until the DLC release? Um, I would say, you know, I'm going to be that guy. Do whatever you're comfortable with. 
but <laughs> but <Boo>. but real <laughs> boo no but real talk but real talk do uh you know real talk do i i personally would go with true vault hunter mode so i i would as well not just because um it's i don't know i just think that it's 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 the way to go. Like you just need to wrap it up, you know, and just have it over and done with. Mm-hmm. But additionally, and I am looking this up right now. I watched a video the other day that was that uh, they addressed the question: What is like? Is it does it make a difference to be in true Vault Hunter mode or not? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It is by Chadley ninety nine. Um, in a video called uh, Borderlands 3 Mythbusters, Episode 1, um, NVHM Mayhem 3 Loot versus TVHM Mayhem 3 Loot Drops. And there is a... And he actually got help from some other guy. I, You know what? I'm going to get this and send it to... Uh, I'm going to send it to Jeff right now so that way he, we can put it in the show notes. But they did find that there is a very small difference in the amount of loot of the amount of legendaries that you get between normal mode and true vault hunter mode. Okay, perfect. Um, without going too much into it, does it give any hard evidence or as far as a percentage or anything like that? Or does yes, it- yes, it does. Um, cause I want to say that the guy, the guy that was helping him, I'm sorry, dude, I can't remember your name. I watched this video days ago. Um, it like, he did like a hundred runs of, Grave Ward, I think, or Captain Trant, or somebody sure. did a did a hundred runs and compared the number of drops that he got. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right, fair enough. So you can go. So I'm gonna add that in the show notes when I go ahead and upload this one, so you guys can all see it, and then you can go see the the numbers and the facts and the evidence yourself. So no problem. Yeah. So, but based on that, you know, any any chance to get loot is always good, and um. I mean, there's still, they still haven't worked out everything exactly with Guardian ranks either, have they? There's still some weird issues in there, aren't there? Yes. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Guardian ranks are, Guardian ranks are good, but, um, at the end of the day, loot and gear, uh, with your builds is still what's going to matter at the core of it. So, so any opportunity to gain more, more gear is probably where you're going to want to stick with. But that being said, yeah, thanks definitely. for the question, Woodchipper. So thanks for the quashy. <laughs> nice quashy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, go ahead. That uh, is your turn. Oh, all right, cool. Uh, so this comes from you can call me T Rex on Twitter. Uh, flying through episodes to catch up and see your thoughts on BL three. Just finished first playthrough, playing against Meta with Zane, pretty much randomly assigning skill points. Yikes. Okay, so I'm no the question one... there, but yes, but I still mean... yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so I'm gonna help you out here a little bit. First of all, yeah, heckin' yikes, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, I'm I don't know I don't know if you're you know we'll we'll you know what we'll call this we'll we'll say that this is uh you know we'll 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 do um oh my gosh I am having the worst brain fart today um. Why can't I think of this character's name now? I am the worst. Blood feud. Oh, Vaughn. <laughs> That's it. I knew you'd get it. So, anyway. Um, so yeah, 
uh, you know, just like Vaughn, bro, bronet, anything in between, whatever. So yeah, I don't, yeah, there you, you go. know, T-Rex, <laughs> <laughs> here's the situation. Cause I can call you T-Rex anyway. Uh, so a couple of things to keep in mind when you're playing Zane, um, the main one being, if you're going to be using, or not the main one, but one of the big ones, if you're going to be using barrier at all, keep in mind that the only ones that actually, the only augments that actually count when you're using uh, barrier, when it's been picked up, because you can pick it up and carry it around, the only ones that actually take effect with that right now, and this they might patch this later, we don't know, are all arounder, which turns it into a dome and gives it a plus 20% cooldown and deterrence field, which means that uh, enemies that touch the barrier take shock damage and are staggered. Uh, any of the other ones, so charged relay, uh, nanites or some shite, and retaliation do not actually count if you pick up the, the shield. Um, the other big part about it is I usually try and avoid anything uh, I usually try and avoid uh, anything in his skill tree that gives hard specific non-percentage numbers um meaning uh if there's anything in there that says hey this does you know 2700 damage it's like oh that's all good and everything but that's not 2700 damage is not scalable right right things like that um again the other big thing we touched on a little bit already if you're not going to be using uh, any of his grenade stuff, so if you're not going to be using uh, duct tape mod or if you're not going to be using uh, drone delivery or anything, definitely use that grenade slot to go ahead and use that as an additional way to just get some anointments on there and everything like that. Um, Some other just helpful tips are things like, um, I would say probably the biggest one and one that's used in just about every single uh, Zane build that you will see is synchronicity. Synchronicity is going to be the biggest part of just about any Zane build, regardless of what you're doing. Um, For those of you listening, it's the first one in your, uh, it's the first one in your Digiclone tree or in your doubled agent tree, excuse me. And it says whenever one or more of Zane's action skills are active, he gains increased gun damage for each active action skill. Okay. And that goes up to, um, that does 4% and, uh, it goes up, uh, 4% per, uh, per skill, I think. So, but, uh, yeah. And it has a max of five. So, you know, for a total of 20, right? Right. So you get now again, you get 20 for each active action skill that you get just on gun damage in general. So if you've got, which has a max of 40. Yeah. So it's a max of 40. If you've got two of them out, and then I've seen um, class mods where you can gain an additional five on top of that. So, I mean, so, I mean, you're well, talking. And then, and then also like crit damage is based off of base gun damage also. So exactly. Yep. So, um, so that's the, so that's, I would say that's the biggest skill is no matter what build you do, you probably want to keep synchronicity in there somewhere. Other than that, you know, you can just kind of go ahead and and have fun with it. Um, Synchronicity works really, really well with violent momentum and violent speed. It also works really, really well with... um, It also works uh, really, really well um, with uh, confident competence, where when his shields are active, he gains increased gun damage and accuracy. Um, You know, just... Oh, and also works really good with brain freeze as well. So whenever you score a critical hit on an enemy, there's a chance they'll be slowed and this effect stacks until the target is frozen. So you've, you know, so you definitely have some options in there, uh, in that same tree that synchronicity is in. Um, 
You can also get, uh, whenever Zane kills an enemy, he and his Digiclone receive increased gun damage. So, you know, there's lots of synergy, but I would say that no matter what you do, just try and make sure that synchronicity is in there somewhere. Even if it's only being buffed by the points that you put into it, uh, that's still going to be a staple of just about every build that we see so far. Yeah, so <clears throat> with all that being said, the fact that you can get through your first playthrough without assign with you know just kind of randomly doing stuff and not really looking for any synergies is is to me is pretty cool and it's kind of reminiscent of og borderlands where even though you're doing like a sniper build and you're like oh, i just found a sick ass assault rifle you know and you can just run that through the end of the game mm -hmm. um how the, although i feel true vault hunter mode is different so like if you plan on going through true vault hunter mode especially on with any of the mayhem modes enabled you're definitely going to need to focus your build a little bit um, mm -hmm. there's plenty of builds out there, but most, I mean, so find like a sick piece of gear and then base your build around that or just find, or, you know, follow one of your favorite creators and they've got a, and I'm sure they'll have a build. Um, I actually modified my, um, modified the, my rack attack build, um, and based it more around the one that, uh, Eric's did, Eric's gaming. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. One that he had up on his channel. It's been working a lot better for me. So like, don't be afraid to to use other people's builds and stuff. But uh, if you want to, I mean, if you want to just fly by the seat of your pants, uh, good luck. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. I just hope it works out for you. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying right now, it's probably going to work out better for you to, to uh, focus your, focus your build a little bit more. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, that being said, you can call me T-Rex. I'm going to give you some homework. So, by the time the next episode comes out, I want to report on how you're doing on this. I want to see uh, what you've kind of done with your build. And I just am curious to see how it's working out for you with those little tidbits and see if there's anything, you know, that you've worked out that works out well for you. And obviously, like, you um, you know, Drew's saying that, you know, following a creator and basing something off their build, that's great. And everyone can do that. If you want to do something that's truly yours, I'm curious to see how that works out, too. If you come up with something that's just really off the wall but sick either way i want to know and i want to see how your playthrough is going so so or there we you go decided to abandon playing borderlands altogether and decided to go back to playing skate 2 on the xbox 360 dude Let us so know. good <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i can't judge that i've never actually played skate 2 oh you make me say it anyways uh jeff you're gonna take this next one here okay yeah because i didn't talk enough during the last question <laughs> yeah so. well you just kind of took over so i'll take over this one after you read it Okay, uh, this is from Brad, and this one was actually an email. Oh, that was I thought it was B-Rad. B-Rad! <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Brad says, Hey guys, loving the podcast so far. Think you guys are entertained to listen to on my drive to work when all I want to do is be playing Borderlands 3. Haha, -ha. thanks man, appreciate it. Uh... I was wondering if slash when you plan to do a follow-up to episode 9, Choosing Skills Builds Character. Z <laughs> Uh, that discusses what has worked well and what hasn't or has surprised you when you actually play BL3 to test your builds. Would you change any of your original builds from episode nine? Okay, stop right there for a second. Yep. Just so we can just so we can address that. Yes, we're working on doing a follow-up to choosing skills builds character. However, at Z this point, it's been <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's been difficult to do because we did premise that whole episode based off of the fact that we didn't know what legendaries were going to be in the game. Mm -hmm. And so since the game has released, we've been learning what the legendaries are 
and then where to find them. And then we just recently, within the past, like we said, within the past couple of weeks, finally got quote-unquote dedicated loot drops, which are unquote, you know, I mean, like, pretty tricky to nail down still. Right. Um, like, yep. when we know where a lot of them are, but the specific drops are hard to find, and um, getting specific anointments on that gear makes it even more difficult. So we're... Right. we're we are working on a follow-up. We just need to get the proper gear in place to really be able to nail down um, whether whether all of our speculation actually worked out or not. So. Right. And, and we also, uh, we'll get more into this in today's topic, but we also were unaware of how difficulty would actually scale. And the Mayhem modes are way different than they've ever done difficulty in Borderlands before. So, yeah. um, so we're going to be getting into that as well. Um, that being said, uh, he also has a really fun thing here. So I want to go ahead and go off of this. Are you ready for this room? You know, what's coming. I'm ready. So, yep. Okay. So first of all, Brad, thanks for that question. A more long form question there. Secondly, for everyone else out there, uh, Brad also asked, has a bunch of lightning round questions for us. Uh, we're definitely open to this idea. Um, if you're someone that wants to do this, that's great. Please don't do too many of them if you decide to do this, though. So in the yeah, future. Brad did four, which is perfect. Yeah, that's any 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 less is also fine. Yeah, then it's not really a lightning round. Then it's like a spark round. It's like <laughs> even smaller. Nice. Um, but uh, anything longer is just a ramble. You know, right? So, exactly. Anyways, All right. So, so how about you? So how about you read the lightning round questions? You give your answer, and I'll give my answer, and then we'll and then we'll move on. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so lightning round questions. Here we go. Drew, most OP build? Uh, fade away flak. Okay. Uh, most fun build? Uh, I gotta say uh, probably Moe's. Probably uh, splash damage Moe's. Okay. Most niche build? Uh, I don't know what he's calling it, but whatever the build that Jolts is doing where he's like crazy fast Amara. Oh yeah. All right, sick. All right. And last one, most versatile slash well-rounded build? Probably like elemental Amara, because um, you're kind of covered for every for every type of enemy. Okay, sounds good. So, all right, so go ahead, your turn. Uh, most OP build. Uh, switching it around from what you did, I'm gonna say splash damage and Mose. Okay. Uh, most fun build. Ooh, uh, cryo. Uh, no, of uh, yeah, violent speed, uh, violent momentum. Uh, Mo or Zane. Zane. Okay. Yeah. Most niche build. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with you on that one. That one's gonna be fast Amara. Okay, and most fast versatile, Amara. well-rounded. <laughs> um, most versatile slash well-rounded. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. Mm, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna go ahead and say the same thing. I'm gonna go ahead and say Elemental Amara. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So, <clears throat> all right. Fair enough. So, um, and then he has, uh, or Brad has a bit of information for everyone out there. Uh, I'm currently playing as Amara, solid choice, and just got my hands on the new Spiritual Driver class mod. For those of you that are unaware, uh, Spiritual Driver is when Amara activates her action skill, she applies her action skill element to herself. Amara's gun damage is increased while moving. The quicker she moves, the greater the gun damage bonus. Uh, plus, and then he also has an elemental projector, which is a common artifact where characters with an elemental status deal more damage with the same elements. 
So uh, where I'm playing mainly an elemental build with Ties That Bind. Ties That Bind is an action skill where Phase Grasps links enemies and shares damage between them. She's so fast and powerful. It's so much fun. And uh, I really, really want to try that out now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be hella fun. I haven't yeah. done that specific build, but that sounds yeah, sick. It does. And then so. he wraps it up with keep work. Keep up the great work on the pod. Thank keep, you. Keep work. Thank <laughs> you. So, all right. So thank you very much, B-Rad. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, <clears throat> and we're happy to give you some entertainment on those long drives. Um, I think I think you and I have both had those jobs where you've had long drives to work, so oh, I totally yeah, get that. All right. Sucks. So, uh, so uh, another another email here from James. Uh, hey guys, first off, love the podcast. I'm working on an Amara build that focuses on close quarters and elemental damage. It's getting to the point to where I need to switch up weapons, so I was hoping you guys could shed some light on the best weapons to use with a close-up assault-type build. Thanks. Um, I feel like these are getting a little long, so we should probably do this one kind of quick. I'm sure. going to just say, um, look for... Um, if you get a crossroads in element, any element, that's really good. Um, mm. If you get uh, cloud kill, that's good. The hellfire. Um, Maggie is super great. Maggie's awesome. Yeah, but Mag- so Maggie's not going to do any elemental damage, though. He's doing an elemental build. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm a so dummy. so uh, I'm kind of thinking. I'm kind of thinking that style, like like elemental SMGs are my main thing. I'm not super. I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, you could also do uh, sh- elemental shotguns like the... Um, oh, the Brainstormer? The Brainstormer's good. Don't mm. use the Flacker if you're, if you're like, up, up close and personal. <laughs> Surprise, you'll die a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so... Just be careful with shit like that. Yeah, Brainstormer's great. Uh, EMP5 is awesome as well. Um, I really like the EMP five. I also really like the Nighthawk and the Nighthawk. And I've got just about one in every element of that. So you can do a lot of mm-hmm, stuff with that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then, um, yeah, those, those are kind of my big three for really up close and personal things is the, uh, is the brainstormer, the EMP five and the, uh, and the Nighthawk. And I really like all those. And especially for up close and quarter stuff, that's going to be good. And yeah. um, like I said, the Nighthawken, I think, does come in just about any element. So that one's going to be I a think huge, so, too. That one's Same with the Crossroads. Yeah. yeah. Plus, oh. the Crossroads has the has the advantage of having the shield that pops out. So that way you can, you're, you know, when you're up close and personal, you're probably going to be getting hit a lot. But those shields are going to be absorbing that damage for you. Yeah. So. Oh, man. If you can find it, I mean, I know it's like a one in a whatever bazillion shot. But if you can find it, get a Brainstormer that has... Uh, Every time you hit a critical hit, your damage goes up by 1%. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. My wife got that the other day um, and has just been going to town with that thing. Because just something about the way it works with the chaining effect and doing critical hits, it's just, it's nuts, man. So, yeah, that's that's a big one there. So, um, thanks for the email there, James. We appreciate that. And then we have something really, really interesting for you guys coming up here. We're not going to address this viewer comment slash question right now. Um, and we're going to tell you, it's not like, Oh, it's a big surprise or anything like that. You guys have heard us compare things to magic, the gathering a little bit. Cause that's another big, big, uh, love of ours is playing magic, the gathering. Um, the last question that we have on here relates extremely heavily to magic, the gathering and borderlands both. 
If you're a fan of that, stick around to the end. We'll cover it then. We're not going to bore anyone that's super not into magic with that right now. So, um, yeah, so, so Chuck, don't 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 be like, oh man, where's my question, Chuck? We're getting to it. I swear, we're going to talk about it after going going gun. Yeah, so you're you tight, you get buddy. to send off the whole episode, bud. So really good on that. So if you really like Magic the Gathering, stick around till after going going gun. If you're not big into Magic the Gathering, then once once we're done with Going Going Gun, that's going to be your episode just like normal. So yeah. Uh, in the meantime, yeah, because you know we get we got a lot of viewer questions this time, and so we're up to like 36 minutes already. We need to get through our episode. <laughs> yep. So uh, let's get into the main topic for the day, which is difficulty in Borderlands. Um, All right, it can be a difficult game. That's the episode. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's as hot as you want it to be. Uh, it's also <laughs> as easy as you want it to be. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, so when we're talking about difficulty, we're specifically talking about, like, additional playthroughs, different modes. Um, that's that's modes, not mo's. Um, <laughs> mo's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as obviously... Um, Additional playthroughs and everything have been a part of Borderlands since the beginning. Um, what with uh, playthrough 2.0 and playthrough 2.5, quote unquote. Even though it's not a real, it's not a real thing, but it is. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so we're just going to kind of talk about the history of it and everything. We figured it would be a good topic to cover, considering um, there's a lot of us playing on Mayhem Four right now. Um, yeah, and it just seemed like seemed like the right thing to talk about. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Jeff, what, I mean, in the, in a broad sense, what is playthrough 2.0 in, in OG Borderlands? So in OG Borderlands, playthrough 2.0 is literally starting back at square one with, um, with the story mode, but picking up at, uh, I want to say it's level 35 is where you pick that up. That sounds at, right. Yeah. And in OG Borderlands. And it's the same thing. It's slightly more difficult, but it's uh, geared to be that by the time you're done with that playthrough, uh, you're up to level 50, and then you can start going through endgame content on it. So it's a little bit more difficult. It's still the same exact story, same exact plot lines, and literally everything as far as the story goes is the exact same thing. It's just doing another playthrough of it. Um, And I think it's interesting, and I've heard some you know, some tinfoil hat theories about this is that when you get done with the first playthrough of Borderlands, literally that was only about a quarter to a, you know, yeah, like a quarter to a third of the actual story that they wanted to put together for the game. And they were just like, we're out of time. We got to end this. And so it was just like, great. That's not max level yet. So what do we do? It's just like slap on another playthrough. Let's like, let's do it. You know? Right. Which seems, which seems like, like a cheap way to get out of it, but it actually worked out really, really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, to your point, that's why the arid badlands is such a huge and vast area. It and, uh, and the doll headlands, they're just massive areas with not a lot going on. Really? I mean, like that's where <laughs> I mean, the game kicks off and everything, but yeah, still there, those two areas, they're Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, it's that's definitely why they did it. Um, I think it ended up serving the series um, a lot better, though. So um, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, like the gameplay for it actually works really well. So. Yeah, I mean the thing about playthrough one was that you were able to go through it. Like I said earlier, pretty much with any 
like as long as you found a decent weapon, it didn't matter what your skills were in really or anything like that. It just it tended to work out for you, no matter what you're playing. Fucking sniper brick, whatever. If you got a volcano, <laughs> you can make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it really didn't matter. But um, that that changes significantly with um, playthrough 2.0, kind of like it does in um, Borderlands 2 with True Vault Hunter mode and and same with Borderlands 2 and 3 with True Vault Hunter mode. Like you really, that's when you need to start focusing your build, figure out your shit, what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's that that's the defining moment is where it's like, all right, let's, let's really start to think about this because by that point, usually if, um, yeah, usually by that point, you're, if you're not there yet, you're probably pretty close to being able to go through one entire skill tree. And that's kind of your, and that's kind of your big defining moment is it's like, all right, is this really working the way I want it to? Am I, am I just killing enemies or am I, or am I like slaughtering enemies? Right, that's that's when you tend to get your uh <clears throat> that's when you tend to get your um capstone and it's really <clears throat> that's when it can really come in handy. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, how much harder is it? Uh it's it's not much. I would say f- uh, 15%, that's probably safe, right? 15% yeah, that's, harder. That's about right. I was going to say like 10%. So yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah. So about 15% harder. Uh, and it's, I would say it's a lot more enjoyable than first playthrough. That's another thing we want to address. Um, for, for a lot of these, you're going to hear a lot of repeated questions just to kind of see how they compare through the series. So yeah, heads up on yeah. that. But, uh, is it more enjoyable than the first playthrough? I would say, yeah, definitely. Because you're able to really put together those things and it's like, oh man, now that I've put all these points into my sniper rifle skills, I'm just sniping dudes from way across there and I can, I can go through their shields and it's great and everything like that. So yeah, it works out really well that way. I think it ends up being more enjoyable. Yeah. But with all that being said, I mean, I don't think it's necessary to do playthrough two if you are new to the Borderlands series because of the lack of farmable bosses in uh, Borderlands one. And that's where it's is where it is significantly different than true vault hunter mode and 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 just the and just even first playthrough in both borderlands 2 and borderlands 3 mm-hmm. so if you if you're new to the series and you're getting caught up on stuff and you've been playing borderlands 3 and you want to go check out how the series all started and everything be my guest you are more than welcome to and we invite you to come and check out borderlands 1 cuz it is it's definitely worth playing but I think it's genuinely only worth playing through once. Like, it's not... the. Some people may not enjoy going through playthrough 2 because it's so much more of a um, luck-of-the-draw type of thing. And sure. you, can't, you can't craft your... You can't make your build... You can, you can always focus your build, right? Based on your skill points and everything. But you can hyper-focus it through... Um, through farming in BL2 yeah. and BL3, which yeah. you can't do in Borderlands 1. So if you want to, do the first playthrough and and do the DLCs and then never touch it again, I guess, if you want, but that would be sad. Yeah, <laughs> that would be sad. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth it to play through if you're just looking to get, to get caught up on this. Um, well, no, not the second. The second playthrough isn't really, like Drew said, it's not the game itself. You know, if you're wanting to know the whole backstory and everything is good, but 
yeah, it's not super necessary to go through that. Because even even the end game content for Borderlands One, um, for the time it was there, but I mean, really, it's just you know, it's it's a couple of bosses, you know, and that's that's it. There's yeah. not there's really there's really not too much as far as like real heavy end game content in Borderlands. I mean, you 1. can you can do you can hyper focus your build if you're if you're um, running through the farmery. Yeah. Um, that's a that's General Knox's armory. If you're if you are not familiar, you can because you can run through there, and I don't remember how you do it, but there's a specific way you can run through there multiple times and then look for a specific gear. Well, yeah, so. you can you can glitch in through a wall or not through a wall through through the floor. Oh, through the there. floor, right? Yes. Yeah, and then you don't set off the timers that blow it up at the end. So spoilers, right. it blows up at the end. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's uh, so you can hyper focus your build there, but then that's about it i mean so then what then you go through it all again <laughs> you know i mean yeah kind of you know and like i said that's 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 the big thing is that end game content is um end game content is chromarax and mm-hmm. i'm trying to think if there's if there's really any i mean there's the moxie's underdome mm-hmm. those are kind of that's that's kind of the end game content yep. for, for <clears> yeah, exactly. ones. so there's really so, not too uh, much yeah. So after uh, playthrough 2.0, though, then you get to play through. People call it 2.5. It's not really. What it is is when you get through playthrough 2, once you enter the vault, regardless of what level you're at, all of your all of the enemies outside of the vault and inside of the vault and everywhere are somewhere between levels 48 and 52. Mm-hmm. All of them everywhere, which is which makes everything a bit more challenging because when you if you don't go back into the vault, right? If you don't go through the vault and you just like drop all the way back to Firestone at the very beginning, all that stuff is going to be where it was when you first started second playthrough. Yeah, it's all going to be a level 35-ish. Yeah, somewhere in that range. But as soon as you go into the vault, then everything all scales up to around 40 between 48 and 52. Right. And now you're talking about something a little bit more interesting, although again, with the lack of farming, that makes it a little it, it's not really necessary to do and and there's no end game stuff there's there's chromarax but other than that there's no raid bosses or anything like that mm-hmm. so not really super necessary um definitely um some here's some tips and stuff though there's some stuff that you can do like side quests and shit that have specific drops and you want to wait to do those until until your max level yes yes so like um like uh king wee wee's super booster um like you can do that or uh the reaver's edge Mm -hmm. or um any anything that has a specific reward or an enemy that has a specific drop Mm -hmm. those you you know any of those ones that you're really looking for you can wait for um after to do uh after entering the vault on second playthrough. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, uh, yeah, 2.0, a little bit more difficult. 2.5, I would say probably honestly just, you know, another, another 15%. So overall it's probably from base game. It's about 30% more difficult once you get to 2.5. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it can be, you know, it can be fun. And like I said, the main thing that I like to do if I'm doing that is I like to go through and do, um, 
I like to go through and just go straight through the story. And then um, I use the guardians uh, just before the vault to level up. Cause those things are you know, big experience pinatas and you can get a lot of experience off them. So that way, by the time I'm done with the main story, I can go into all the DLCs uh, where everything is max level. And that's what I really enjoy doing. And that's how I get my end game content out of it. Yep. So, yep, exactly. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's, that's Borderlands one. And that's how we cover that. And then things, and then things changed. <laughs> yeah. For the, wait, before, for the better. Yes. 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 Things. Yeah, I, I was, I was thinking about it and I was like, wait, why am I having to think about this? This isn't something to think about. Yeah. They changed. I was for the wondering better. too. I'm <laughs> like, man, that three second delay is a long one. <laughs> yeah. Now change for the better. Cause then we go, um, in, we go from normal mode in borderlands two to TVHM in borderlands two, which I would say that one's, I, that one is, I feel like, less of a difficulty jump than what borderlands one is or it's about the same it's probably on par you know from playthrough one to two as what borderlands one is i don't think so i feel like it scales differently so like where you i feel like it seems that way when you start off in true vault hunter mode in borderlands two but then by the time you get to the end it's significantly different sure like it's it's like a it's a it's a curve. It scales and it's just like whoop, you know. Mm-hmm. Like your difficult your increase in difficulty goes from like ten percent to twenty percent to forty percent to you know like it's <laughs> sure. just like it's like what the hell's going on? Because as soon as you have some like when when you're pushing fifty when you're pushing level fifty you better have level fifty gear. You can't have anything that begins. Definitely, you definitely can't have anything that's like 44 or lower, you know, and like even 45 is like pushing it, it seems like. It has to be like, that has to be like an unkempt herald or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be like God roll unkempt herald and then you can yeah. still be rocking it, so. Right, absolutely. Um, so. yeah. um, do you, again, so like, do you enjoy it more than i feel i feel dumb even asking this because i know the answer but like do you enjoy play uh true vault hunter mode in borderlands 2 than you do in uh or than you do uh normal mode oh yeah absolutely yeah so yeah (laughs) yeah again yeah that's that's it's not even a question i definitely do and especially because that's the whole thing is you you've then you can actually get into what we wanted to do in borderlands one which is you get to the end of the playthrough you start farming stuff immediately and that's the whole goal so well, and that's and and the reason why is because of the end game content that is available for Borderlands Two, and mm-hmm. that's why it's worth it to go through it again. Yeah, exactly. Because then you've got you know Master Gee, and you've got um, Hyperius, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of them, and and the Fireman, <laughs> Pyro Pete. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's Pyro Pete. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so yeah, it does now that I think about it, it does have kind of a bell curve type thing that's an uptick, like you're talking about, as far as difficulty goes. Um, I still feel that it is more enjoyable through it. Um, and at that point, it's definitely worth it to go through it again because you can farm it at the end. Um, right, and then we're gonna get to why that's important here in about three minutes, but uh. But as far as any tips and tricks, it's kind of the same thing, just because of how some of the side quests work. Um, 
I mean, there's, there's, there's only a handful of um, quest rewards that you're probably going to need um, for certain builds, but you definitely still want to wait until, uh, until the last, you know, until you're, you're max leveled in there to go ahead and, and get them. So right, right. Um, a couple of big ones would be like the, uh, the flame of the Firehawk and the Ruby and uh, the good and bad touch. Um, trying to think of what else there is that, you can, Oh, um, well, no, that one. Cause that's a farmable boss, but you know, just, just things like that. So um, definitely, definitely want to wait until for those quest reward items until you get to the end to make sure that you get the most usefulness out of them. Why would you use the Ruby though? If you can get the grog nozzle. Uh, some people like uh slag bladed Ruby for, because, oh, because slag bladed Ruby is, is permanent. The grog nozzle changes every time you go into the game. True. True. Yeah. Just shut it's you also, up. <laughs> it's also a difference of like 45% health return, but uh, what do I know? Uh, health return is a crutch that bad players use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, called out. <laughs> <laughs> um so the but what are some of the some of the negatives of true vault hunter mode though in borderlands 2 is when you're getting towards the end you almost have to be using some type of slag slag weapon yeah towards the end you yeah towards the end you do especially when you're going through like heroes pass and stuff like that if you're not if you're right. not ready if you're not ready for it, that will kind of that will kind of kind of break a man <laughs> well, and that's, <laughs> a little bit. And that's kind of what pisses me off is that, I mean, specifically about Borderlands 2 is that it pigeonholes you into using Iridian weapons there towards the end, which, so quick quick sidebar, let's compare it to, to True Vault Hunter mode in Borderlands 3. I am, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure that I have a, a great perspective on True Vault Hunter mode in Borderlands 3 because I went a weird route and just continued to farm stuff after normal mode until I was level 50, and then went through all of true Vault Hunter mode in as level 50. <laughs> Same. So, <laughs> but I just, I was like, we're already at 38, or whatever it was, you know? And like, nah, let's yep. just do some farming. Get up to yeah. 50. Yeah, because we spent a lot of time doing side quests and junk like that, so. But yeah, um... So- yeah, that's the main thing is just, you know, at the <laughs> Drew's, Drew's waiting to say something. At that point, you know, just just go ahead and wait again, wait and, and do your side quests once you're once you're at that point to make sure you get the most usability out of anything you get as the rewards. Yeah, definitely. So that's gonna bring us to Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which has max level of 72. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. came available in DLC packs, right? You had to buy both packs in order to get up to 72. Yep, correct. So um, here is where this is all important. Because um, I had no idea when I first started playing again, keeping in mind that through all of Borderlands 2, I was getting the DLC as it came out. And I had been farming for a long time <laughs> by the time Ultimate Vault Hunter mode had came out so i had like everything that i want drew's laughing at me already you can probably hear him but <laughs> i had everything already i had all the legendaries i could possibly want and i was even doing this thing where like i i ran out of bank space and i ran out of backpack space and i even had all four of the slots in 
the claptrap's secret stash. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was making one-off characters so that I could play them in the, uh, in the couch co-op mode just for storage. Wow. Yeah. Like I would just, I'd be like, ah, just make an accident and give them like a few things. You know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you know, and I would like, and I was farming so much iridium and everything like that. I'd, I'd give that, that accident or whatever, just a shit ton of iridium. And I'd go and I'd give them a huge bank and a huge backpack just to do that whole thing. So that's fucking awesome. I love that. And in like five levels of ultimate vault hunter mode, none of it mattered. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. How did you feel like, cause I wasn't playing borderlands as the new content for borderlands two is coming out. Yeah. How did you feel when they were like, and, and with it comes a level cap increase. I knew it was coming. And I was just like, I thought, cause here's the thing. How, how far can you, even when you go from, 2.0 to 2.5 in Borderlands 1. How far can you take a weapon? Like, if you're at, like, if you're fighting something that's legitimately level 50, if you've got a god-tier weapon, what's the lowest you be, what's the lowest you think you can go with that and still have it work out for you? In in, in Borderlands 2 or Borderlands 1? Borderlands 1. Like, 35? Yeah. (laughs) And that's what I expected. So I was like, all right, there's a level cap coming up. I'll be able to use these until like I get through this next playthrough and then I'll start farming for better stuff. Yeah. Not even close. And, the, and <laughs> no, the you've got re- like, like as bad as the, as bad as the, the gap between your gear and your, and your level in true vault hunter mode can be in borderlands Two. It shrinks even more in ultimate vault hunter mode to where it's like at best, you've got like three levels. Yeah, I would say like absolute best weapons, best everything in true vault under mode. You at most, and again, this is like if you're playing everything perfectly at most in true vault under mode, you've got 10 levels. And that's like with the absolute best thing you can possibly get, you know, mm-hmm. perfect parts on an explosive, uh, on an explosive uh, Krieg build for an unkempt herald, like double mm-hmm. penetrating unkempt herald, perfect parts. Like you've got ten levels at most, and like Drew said, you've got like three. <laughs> and yeah. Once you go into ultimate vault hunter mode, the thing that made it even more difficult when I was initially doing it was I kept farming stuff after the level cap increased, and I did it enough to where I was still gaining levels. So like even right away when I was like, all right, I better start this ultimate vault hunter playthrough. So I didn't actually start it until I was like level. I want to say like 60. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, I've got the best everything. And then I go in here and I just immediately see that everything's 60. I was like, Oh, it's all scaling to me. And the scaling in borderlands two was nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, like you're, you're looking at stuff like, um, God, which one is it? I think it's vermivorous has literally trillions with the T trillions of health mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. is just bonkers. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where it was at. It was really annoying and frustrating at first, but man, I got good. Once I got to the end of that playthrough, I got mm-hmm. really good and I knew exactly what my builds were supposed to do and exactly what I was looking for. And I got really good at doing that and was soloing raid bosses and everything. So, so yeah, 
Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, once, uh, you get to level 72, you can do even more, which is OP levels in Borderlands 2, which is basically everything else scales around you and the guns scale around you, but you don't get any more, you don't get any more anything as a character yourself. Mm-hmm. So you don't get any more health and you don't get any more um, skills or anything like that, but everything else around you levels up um, about eight levels, sometimes more than that. So it's just bananas. And here's the thing is that, Man, I feel like I'm going on like my own rant about this, but I'm, it's kind of working, cool. so I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, go for here, it. Here's the thing is that Ultimate Vault Hunter, I would say for a very casual player, is the very tippy top of where you is where you end at. Ultimate Vault Hunter mode for a casual player is like, that's that's pretty good. And then you get into the OP levels, and that's for the, that's for the hardcore players is OP8. And the thing is, is that it's specific to... It's specific to certain characters too. Um, it, I mean, re- realistically, and I don't think anyone's gonna disagree with me on this, is that OP levels were all entirely, pretty much based around around Salvador, mm-hmm. and that and that yeah. was kind of and that was kind of the problem is that every time they adjusted stuff, it was all scaled around Salvador and what he could do because he was such a broken character, which. First of all, I'm going to say as dumb because like, how is the most broken character? Just derp. I got two guns <laughs> <laughs> because of, um, grog nozzle in one hand and Deepa in the other, you know, Man. that's, that's why. And that's, and that's really unfortunate too. And like something that I hope that we talked about this before when we were talking about our like hopes and dreams about borderlands three, we're like, man, let's just, let's have everything properly balanced to where we're not, you know, not everything has to be balanced around a certain character or a certain gun or whatever. And I mm-hmm. think, I think it's taken like a couple of nerfs and a couple of buffs, but we're getting there, you know? Yeah. So it's actually working out really well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is that with the constant hot fixes they're doing, they're not afraid to get into that in borderlands three, which I'm really happy about. Like, you know, every week or every two weeks, there's a new, patch and it makes everyone a little bit more even so that way you can cater to your specific play style that you like it's not they're not nerfing it because they're like oh lol most players suck you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's doing it so that everyone has a fair shot at playing the game exactly the way that they get the most enjoyment out of it and i really really like and appreciate that so definitely i mean geez how many times have they how many times have they buffed like pet classes in general, whether it's flax pets or Zane's gadgets or Moses like, iron bear, like three or four or something like that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a lot and they're still going at it. Cause, cause let's be real. Uh, you know, like death trap was death trap and well, yeah, death trap and, um, and, um, the turret, you know, mm-hmm. Axton's turret. Yeah. Were just, were just, just u- yeah, they, they were just useless. <laughs> they were, they were not, they just didn't do anything once you got into, into UVHM and OP levels. So yeah. I think, <clears throat> so yeah, I think that those were, they served a purpose, but they did not serve the right purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I can see what you're saying there. So they're, they're like, Hey, we're going to give you more content if you're a Salvador player. And if you've got you know, a deepa and a grog nozzle and, you know, then you can do more stuff, you know, yeah. and, and all and, the other people can be pissed and struggle. 
Yeah, and don't and and don't be mad at me. Yeah, I took I took all the characters to opiate. Okay, I did it. I've been there. I've been there. I done that. I got the T-shirt. Now it's got a stain. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, like you know, I've done it and everything. But even even so, my my favorite or you know one of my favorite two favorite characters in Borderlands Two is Zero, and I still just prefer to play. um, If I'm playing in OP levels. Uh, I prefer to scale everything down just to OP6. That's a nice, healthy medium where I'm still having just enough of a challenge, but also destroying stuff quickly enough to where I feel like I get enjoyment out of it. Anything more than that, even with perfect gear and everything like that, is like, ah, this is just tedious at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. That I would totally agree with that. So, all that being said, brings us to... Um, oh, actually, quick quick little sidebar. The level cap is no longer 72 in Borderlands 2. If you've got the Commander Lilith DLC, then you can go all the way up to level 80. So that's mm-hmm. cool. And I know, I know that I talked about this, and I'm going to reiterate it. It was so weird when I got those extra levels. I'm sitting there with all my <laughs> characters. I'm like, I don't know where to put these. Like... <laughs> So. Nice. Um, anyway, so let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, True Vault Hunter mode in Borderlands Three. How do you feel it compares to True Vault Hunter mode in Borderlands Two, or or do you? I because I I stand by my thing, but like I truly don't know because I haven't done it yet with anything other than level fifty. So uh, you can't. Here's the thing: you can't really compare them because they're so different. Um, yeah mayhem levels and so the 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 level the true vault hunter mode type thing is um it's it's the same thing it's another playthrough where things are slightly more difficult op levels and mayhem mode are not anywhere in the same realm at all yeah yeah i agree so first of all i mean talking about the difference between the two games right if if your difficulty is in if your difficulty in Borderlands 2 is just a just a normal 45 degree scale you know like it just it's just a thing just a line that goes up at 45 degrees right mm-hmm. then once you hit true vault hunter mode then it pitches up to like 60 degrees you know mm-hmm. and then once you hit Ultimate Vault Hunter mode, it's up at like 85 degrees and it just like skyrockets, right? Yep. <laughs> I feel like it, like for Borderlands 3, it's more of like it goes at a 45 and then once you hit True Vault Hunter mode, it like goes straight up for a hot second and then continues along that 45. Yeah, you know that's accurate. I mean? Yeah. So that's that's the difference there. And I feel also like the difference between mayhem between nothing and mayhem one is a steady rate nothing or between mayhem one and mayhem two is a steady rate you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it goes steadily until you hit mayhem three and then it goes up to like 75 to a 75 degree angle and just goes whoop you know yep (laughs) yeah no that's that's accurate and like i said the the whole the whole thing of um the whole thing about OP and mayhem modes being different is because they they truly are different. OP was OP levels were just hey, everything does more damage and it gets more health. That's that's what it is. That is exactly yeah. what it is. Mayhem modes are very very different because while 
the same is true while things have more health and there's higher drop rates and everything like that. There's a whole other aspect to it where things are, it's like, hey, guess what? Sometimes that assault rifle that you like so much is going to be totally freaking worthless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. It's like, well, when? It's like, whenever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And not only changes like when you load in, but also changes between areas. That's the Mm -hmm. part that drives me crazy. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So you can be, you can have a really good setup for you. Let's say you're rocking a cryo Zane build and it's like, boom, elemental damage is increased. Cryo damage is increased. Uh, your speed is increased. You're like, this feeds perfectly into everything I'm doing. Right. You're and like, sick. Th- I'm going to go farm grave ward. And then you hop <laughs> in and fight grave ward. And it's like, nope. <laughs> elemental damage is 40% less. Oh, yeah. and by the way, you may, you take 50% more in melee damage. So good luck, fucker. Gee, thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks. Friggin' hate it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but what I, so, and personally, I kind of take advantage of that shit because like I've, like I said, I've been playing through in Mayhem 4 and you always have the screen on the map that tells you, you know, what the bone, what the, what the buffs and what the nerfs are for that, yeah. for that particular round. And most of my work right now is being done with the Maggie if I load in, oh, and I've got a ton of uh, critical hit damage stuff going on right now, too. So mm-hmm. if I load in and it says, like, enemies take 30% less critical hit damage, I'm like, nope, fucking re-roll. You know? <laughs> and I will, like, hop out and then hop back in. And, like, I won't get crazy and wait for, like, a bonus to pistols or critical hit damage or anything. But just, just don't nerf my shit like crazy, you know? Like, I'll do it. If it's like, you know, hey, your assault rifle does 30% more damage. And I'm like, do I even have any? Pretty sure they're all in the bank. Yeah. You know, but like if my enemy and my enemies will do like twice as much, they'll shoot two projectiles instead of one. But I'll be like, no, it's fine. I can still make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I really like about Mayhem 4. Yep. Yep, exactly. So, yeah. And Mayhem 4 is really, yeah. Mayhem 4 is is a nice change of pace because it is that same kind of thing. It can feel I was actually just talking to Beth about this the other day. So so for the record, um here's here's the way it works. And actually, Drew, um while I'm looking this up, can you get the specific numbers on Mayhem 4? And, oh, it's eight I I've been looking at them all day. It's eight hundred percent more health, a thousand percent more shield, and a thousand percent more uh damage or more armor. And how does that affect like drops and stuff like that? Oh, 700%. Okay. And then Increase we have and drops. And then we and then we have Mayhem 3, which is uh loot quality is increased by 500%. Um enemy uh health is increased by 150% and enemy shields and armor are increased by 200%. 150%. Get out of here with that. Mhm. So Yes, shit. So I I would love for um I, I, here's the thing I would have really liked for where mayhem four is right now to be mayhem five. And I would have liked something in between those two at mayhem four. And that would probably be a really good sweet spot for a lot of people. Cause I think, I mean, you know, tell me if you agree with me right away. First of all, mayhem three, if you have the right build can actually be pretty easy and mayhem four while not difficult can just feel like a slog. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't I don't play through Mayhem 4 
fighting your run-of-the-mill enemies, because if there's too many of them, you're screwed. You yeah. know, but if you get to, but like if you're farming Gigamind or you're farming Grave Ward or something like that, then there's less mobs that are fucking with you the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. and you can focus more on the main boss and, and adjust accordingly. But like if you're going through and like fighting Malawan heavies and then you got to go fight Saurians and then you got to go fight Spider Ants and like it's just it can be a real real nightmare if you get the wrong role going into those areas. If you go into fighting a bunch of Malawan dudes, and all of a sudden, your shock is nerfed by like 30%, and your shock elemental Amara, like, that's a big problem. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But, you can... But if you're just using it to farm, then you can just re-roll and do it again, and see what happens. Yeah. So, and like I said, I would like the, the main thing that's really weird to me is that going from three to four is just the amount of stuff that actually changes as far as what you're, what you're actually going up against, you know, the actual modifiers, not, not the base modifiers, but the modifiers that can actually change, uh, in, you know, in mayhem mode, um, as far as, you know, the extra ones like, Oh, minus 15% elemental resistance, which gives you plus 15% normal bullet damage or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like there's a, like, there's a lot of weird things as far as that goes. And sometimes it can, it can get to be, you know, kind of, you know, it can get to be kind of crazy as far as that goes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, just, yeah, just looking at these, I'm pulling up a list here right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different modifiers um in 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 the mayhem modes um, so so you are you're still working on i mean you, while you're working on pulling that up you and you and beth are still working your way through true vault hunter mode with your zane and her amara right yeah what, what i mean we're, we're level 50 but yes correct right right but you're still looking to complete true vault hunter mode with those um what are what mayhem level do you have it set at uh, as we're just going through the regular game, we're going through it on Mayhem 3. Yeah, yeah, that so. makes sense. Because once you go through and, like like I said, every single mob has a 1,000% more health and more, or a 1,000% more armor and more shield. If you run, could you imagine, think about when you run into, like, the, um, the wretch, like the badass wretch that have, or no, let's think of, uh, oh, what are those? The Nogs, like you can get a badass Nog that's got a health bar, a shield bar, and an armor bar. Like, Mm -hmm. that thing is going to be friggin' nearly impossible to take down. Yeah, you know, and it's not a thing of, it's not a thing of, again, really difficulty. It's just the time investment that you really have to put into those mobs. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's what it is. And like, like... When I go into fight for your life mode, when I'm farming something in Mayhem 4, it freaks me out a bit more than you would expect it to because I'm like, man, I just don't know if I'm going to have the time to crawl over to be able to see an enemy and actually get its shield down and kill it in time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's heartbreaking is when you're farming Gigamine, okay? Mm-hmm. You know how when you're farming Gigamine and he's got the Malawan troops around him and everything, and every now and then there's like, think of like a, uh, you remember the, um, what were the, the planes that flew around in Borderlands 2 that like, 
Oh, the surveyors, right? The surveyors. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You had like shield surveyors, and they would like replenish enemies' shields and stuff. Yep. So in so in that arena, Gigamine has something that does that for random for random troops and everything. Mm-hmm. If I'm in fight for my life mode, and one of them, and there's one of those guys in front of me, and he's got that thing going on for him, I can't kill him in time. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. It's yeah. it's impossible. Right. So it, it's heartbreaking when I'm like blah 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 blah, and I'm like, what is going on? And, I'm like, and then I look up slightly, and I'm like, oh no, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the fucking surveyor there, you know, buffing the shield, and I'm like, ah shit. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Start so. Playing. Yep. So I'm so I'm looking at this right now, and I'm looking at all the different possibilities that you have. Um, and because what is it? It's 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 on Mayhem Three. You have like five different randomly rolled modifiers. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. So you have um, so you have five of them, and I mean, there's a ton of them. I'm just gonna read a few of them. I mean, I'm sure you guys are aware, but yeah, I was gonna say, uh, please don't read all of them because there's no. a lot. <laughs> yeah. No. Enemies take less damage from normal bullets. Uh, enemies take less damage from radiation or any other element. Um, enemies have increased fire rates. Um, players' gun damage decreased, but action skill damage and cool rates, uh, cooldown rate increased. Uh, players deal less damage with pistols, SMGs, and shotguns, but deal more with assault rifles and sniper rifles. And then there's the inverse of that as well. So, I mean, that's the thing is it's just like, man, sometimes... Like if you, if you, if you have a build that you really like, sometimes you can go into it and it just will not work. And which, (laughs) which, which here's the thing. I know this is the way they've always done it throughout the series and it's fine. It works, whatever. This would not be a problem if you could change your build on the fly, but you can't. So you're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's totally, that's totally accurate. The only thing that you can change is your, is your, Action skill, you know, you can swap those, um, and you can swap the elements a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's it. So let's so let's take a look at this here. One of my one of my base things that I use for my Zane build right now is I like to be fast. I like to use cryo damage, and I also get a lot of benefits from using the brainstormer. So let's go ahead. So let's say I get really unlucky, and I get. <laughs> um, Let's say I, and I'm not sure how these all work together, so please don't hate on me if you know, oh, well, those two can't appear on the same thing. That's not how that works. I'm making a point. I <laughs> Right, right. So let's, sure. say, so let's say you get bulletproof. So enemies are going to take 50% less damage from normal bullets and attacks. Then you add that to ice hard and grounded, which both take away 50% cryo and shock damage. Then we're also going to put on, let's see. <laughs> fortified so enemies have 45 percent more health then we're also going to go ahead and put on uh, isn't there one for uh, negative shotgun damage mm-hmm. let's do one for yeah we'll do the one where it's uh shotguns and smgs and pistols do less damage and uh then we're also going to put on the one where uh defendarius which is enemies have a chance to reflect projectiles <laughs> Like Zane's gonna be dead in like a hot minute. <laughs> like yeah, I mean it's just really it's not. <clears throat> there's when you're going through the normal mayhem levels, like you could be cruising right along and then just run into something that just messes up your whole day, and it's just a shit roll, man. It's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. But I feel like it's, and that's fine because it's gonna happen. It's just gonna be the luck of the draw, you know. Like minus critical hit damage, minus normal bullet damage, and you know. 
Action skill cooldown rate is increased by 40% or is, you know, decreased by 40%. And I'm like, well, there goes my build, you know, and yeah. it's just done. So, yeah. and that's, and that's fine. I've got no issue with that because it's, it's just the luck of the draw and you just got to take your lumps and be done with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and the really tough thing is it does make it hard. So, so now let's throw another wrench into this whole thing. And uh, let's say that you're now, let's say that you've got, uh, a, a full four person group that's playing. And let's say you've got an explosive, an explosive Mose, a cryo Zane, a melee Amara and a critical hit flack. Every single place you go into one of you is going to be screwed at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Which is why it's important to kind of build your team around that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like have, I don't know, just be able to work together and, and get that shit sorted out and be like, are, all are, right, guess what? You got to carry the flag now for a little bit. So are, are you saying it's important to have specific dedicated roles in each group when you're putting them together? I would say that's accurate. Yes. Mm, maybe a hint as to a future episode that we may or may not be working on. Spoilers. We totally are. <laughs> we don't know when it's going to come out, but it's something that we're looking into. So, but, uh, Let's just say if you're if you are an RPG fan, uh, if you're someone that's really into uh, if you're someone that's really into MMOs and things of that nature, stay tuned for something we have planned. So, yeah. so get that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyway. uh, I think that kind of brings us to the end of our conversation about difficulty in Borderlands. The multiple playthroughs is overall is beneficial. I'm glad. I'm really happy with where it's at in Borderlands Three, and I'm really glad that Mayhem Mode is not just, you know, reskinned OP levels to where it's like Mayhem One is OP One and Two, and Mayhem Two is OP Three and Four. You know, yeah. like it's just it's really really great. Yeah, we've talked a lot of we've talked a lot of stuff uh, against you know Mayhem Three and how much of a pain it can be, and Mayhem Four and how much of a slog it feels like, even if it's not really quote unquote more difficult. It's just longer and more drawn out because it's you know bullet sponges. But here's the thing: the way they implemented the Mayhem modes is very conducive to letting people play the way that they want, and that is that is a good thing. So what we're learning is essentially as they go through the games, they're getting better at implementing things to really serve all people. And it's great because that makes the game more accessible. And yeah, for those people that have been playing Borderlands since day one, um, you know, and I wasn't, I'll even admit myself, I was not there day one. I started renting the game soon after it came out, but I was not a day one player, but you know, as we go through it, we're getting more people into the franchise to play it. And that's a great thing. And this is a overall, this is a good way to allow people to play how they want. You have everything from regular to TVHM all the way up to mayhem Four players. And I'm sure that we'll have something beyond that at some point. I agree. So, I agree. What I, what I really like about it currently is that I'm, I was not sure that I was going to be able to go through on mayhem four and be able to make stuff work. So I was fully prepared to be like, to do true vault hunter mode all the way to the end and then and then farm stuff on mayhem one you know until i got some decent stuff right right exactly i just happened to luck out and be able to skip right to four so (laughs) but bam (laughs) yeah um but anyway so that's gonna wrap that up uh let's go ahead and go to one of my favorite segments of the show it's go 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 
Alright, so we've been talking a lot about this gun today, mainly because I found, well, Jeff found one, and then I found one, so we've been using the shit out of it. Uh, <laughs> I know what you wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I dropped, I think, three of them so far in this episode, and I'm like, eh, that's fine. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking about the Maggie. Jeff, woo! Tell me about that Maggie. Uh, Monty's wife don't take no guff. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She don't. So the Maggie's a legendary masher style pistol manufactured by Jacobs has decreased accuracy and damage, but makes up for it with increased magazine size and critical hit damage. Um, that's super beneficial for me right now. Cause like I said, I'm running rack attack flack, got a lot of points in the hunter tree, which has a lot of critical hit synergies. So including, um, I don't remember the name of the skill. Don't crucify me for this, but uh, the one skill where it's like, hey, you got a chance at hitting, the, getting a critical hit pretty much anywhere on the body. That's friggin' sweet. Mm -hmm. um, so the Maggie has a fixed magazine size of nine and can drop from any suitable loot source. Supposedly, at this point, it has an increased chance to drop from Tremendous Rex in the Cistern of Slaughter in the Meridian Metroplex on Promethea. But I didn't <laughs> get mine from there. Where did you? Where did you get yours from? I believe it was a random drop from Grave Horde when I got it. Yeah, yeah, and I got a random drop from uh, from Gigamine. So, I mean, listen, it's out, so it's now, out there. <laughs> it's it's out there. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't think that you have to go through the Cistern of Slaughter and try to farm that because it. Oh God, just don't don't do that to yourself. Yeah, if you're not ready for it, it will it it will break you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went through it on normal mode and it just there's so much stuff everywhere and arguably rack attack is like one of the thing one of the skills that can take care of a lot of things really fast and I yeah, still like yeah, could not keep up with everything. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I'd be like wiping out these enemies here unbeknownst to me, you know, even though that's where the wave originated from, there's like other guys that are sneaking in from behind and you know and I'm like Jesus. Mm -hmm. So but anyways, the Maggie's sick. It's 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 a it's a core part of a lot of builds right now. Um Yeah. Man, if uh, I could find an anointed one, that'd be sweet. Right, absolutely. Especially one where it's yeah, for every you know for every you know, hit that you get with it, it increases damage by <laughs> oh, 1%. God, I couldn't even imagine that. But uh, <laughs> what I'm really thinking about, I mean, since so that one's pretty specific to critical hits, and even though like I'm getting a lot, I'm not getting them on every single hit. What I'm really looking for is the uh, is the uh, whenever you do um, whenever at the end of every magazine, you know, it's an in, it's an increased chance to do um, she uh shock damage mm -hmm. so that way i can like strip shields and shit that would be sweet so yeah absolutely thoughts uh, on look, maggie yeah uh maggie's really good <laughs> yeah great thought good job no <laughs> uh now maggie's really good <laughs> it synergizes really well with a couple of skills um drew you mentioned the one on flak uh which which skill is that where you know you get uh have a chance to do a critical hit on any part of the body you fucking would ask me that. I would. Um, well, in the me in the meantime, it feeds really, really well into uh, Zane's brain free skill. We talked about that earlier on the question that was asked um, about building around Zane and everything. Because um, again, whenever he scores a critical hit on an enemy, there's a chance they'll be slowed. 
Um, so that feeds really, well, really well into that. Uh, it also feeds really, really well, obviously, into synchronicity, which just increases gun damage. Um, and then looking at... Um, Megavore. Megavore is the name of the skill. It's where you can have a chance to score a critical hit on any part of the body. Yep. Perfect. So Megavore on Flak does that same kind of thing. Uh, and then obviously violent speed and violent momentum together always feed in really well to any gun damage that you're trying to do. So, uh, And then also looking at Mose actually has a couple of, just a couple of synergies with it. I'm not sure anyone's really rocking it, but there are some critical hit synergies you can do on Mose with it. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever, after Mose scores a critical hit, she can regenerate ammo for a few seconds. All right, that's cool. If you're going to be looking yes, for critical hits to regen ammo. Lucy, people were doing that with the Lucian's Call for a while. Mm, yep, yep, same kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, you know, just a couple of synergies that you can do with that. Um, so, it ends up uh, it ends up working out uh, pretty okay there, guy. So, yeah, yeah no, um, Maggie's really good, like I said. Um, that's, that's definitely, the Maggie's definitely one of those where, you know, a lot better in Borderlands 3 than it was in Borderlands 2. <laughs> yeah, agreed, agreed. Finally, finally, we have mashers back the way they're meant to be, and we have, you know, a masher that's, yeah, Drew's doing his happy dance over here. <laughs> so it ends up working out really well that way, though. Um, and we're, we're happy to have a really good legendary masher in Borderlands 3 now. Yep, so. it's pretty sick. Uh, I'm really stoked about it. Uh, if you're interested, uh, stick around for after the outro here and listen to us talk about uh, about Chuck's uh, MTG Borderlands uh, email. And uh, but if you're not, whatever, uh, play Magic. It's fun. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up, and we'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, good luck and good drops. Okay, bye. All right, Chuck. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, seriously. I love this idea. So for those of you that play Magic the Gathering, um, I'm sure you're probably well aware of, uh, of who Oko is. <laughs> if you've been I think you mean who Oko was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you've been paying attention at all to who Oko was, um, it's, uh, yeah. So Oko was in standard recently. It was in Simic colors, man. We're going super high level with this. It's like, yeah, it's in Simic guy. Do you not know what that is? Like <laughs> anyway, <laughs> nice. um, yeah, Oko was in Simic colors. So blue and green, Yeah, legendary planeswalker yep. one Th- green, blue, right? Yep. Three drop. Yep. Three drop thief of crowns. They, first of all, they got to stop with the three drop planeswalkers. It's mad. Yeah, annoying. Anyway, yeah. um, here's the thing. Plus two, create a food token. Plus one. All right, we already got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Target target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with base power and toughness 3-3. Three, three. All right. So you use a plus two, you make a food token, and then you make it an elk. <laughs> yep. So, but uh, and then you've got a minus five of exchange control of target artifact or creature. You control with target uh, creature and opponent controls with power three or less so just nuts so with what it does they actually had it banned already it was it was banned within like the first month that it was playable in standard right yep so so just crazy stuff there um looking looking into it though this is actually drew you're i know that you and i both really like magic you're a little bit more well versed in than i am so i'm gonna leave this one to you so go ahead and see what chuck has to say 
All right, so uh, Chuck sent us this email, and he said, uh, I'm just going to read the email here. He says, hey, guys, I discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, and I'm really enjoying it. I started a new job this week that involves about three hours of daily commuting for the first few weeks, and catching up on older episodes is making the drive home feel so much quicker. First, first of all, bonus- um, hold on, hold on, stop right there. First of all, dude, three hours of commuting? You are you are the man, good sir, so good on you for, for making... I know it's not easy. Good on you for making that journey to make sure that you're providing for yourself and your family. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice of you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I, I don't know. He might live. They might live alone. I'm not here to judge. Whatever. Right, right. <laughs> so. uh, anyways, uh, then Chuck says, plus as a bonus, I'm excited to play some BL3 when I get home. Nice. Awesome. Uh, I listened to the most recent episode a couple of days ago, and I didn't realize, and I previously didn't realize you guys were brothers. I thought it was really sweet when you were talking about connecting over Borderlands and how it was bringing you two closer together. Uh, yeah, that was a really good, really good time. We enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also couldn't help but smile to myself when you brought up MTG and cards that define formats and banning strategy. To that end, I had a little fun and came up with this crossover weapon. I'll let you guys figure out what type of weapon it should be. My first thought was shotgun, but now I'm leaning towards sniper. So, uh, he went through and made an MTG-themed <laughs> weapon here. Uh, so it's called the Thieving Oconator. Uh, <laughs> it's manufactured by Malawan. It can switch between shock and corrosive. So you've got your, your blue and your green. Uh, the red text on it would say, I'm just getting started. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, charge time reduced by 33% in the presence of any rack. Uh, which is a reference to how you can get Oko out on turn two if you have Gilded Goose out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, on a critical hit, a high chance of an enemy dropping a health pack, um, a medium chance of an enemy turning into a medium strength... Oh, sorry, and that's that's a reference to the plus two. Mm-hmm. Um, the medium chance of an enemy turning into a medium strength skag... Uh, this is elk stag skag close enough. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> and then uh, a low chance of converting an enemy to fight with you, a la the Nog Grenade. Um, the flavor text would say, if it seems overpowered, that's because it is. Uh, yep. <laughs> what do you guys think? What types of fun crossover weapons would you design if you had the chance, not counting the existing ones? Thanks for the show and keep it up. I love this email so fucking much, Chuck. It, yeah. That really, thank you for for picking up on our on our other interests and everything too. That is great. Um, yeah, like I said, Drew uh, is a little bit more at this point. It's he's kind of surpassed me. He and I, like I started playing Magic first, but he's played it more in depth. I guess at this point, I would say is accurate. Maybe. Yeah, so, I would say that's accurate. So, um, like I said, so first of all. I think this is a great idea. Secondly, Drew, how would you actually implement this to make sure it like works well? He mentioned maybe a shotgun, maybe a sniper rifle. What do you think? Yeah, I th- I kind of think that it would be um, an SMG because of the uh, critical hit bonus there. Mm-hmm. But because the, the thing to make it a properly balanced weapon in Borderlands, I think it would have to be like like an SMG or something like that that you can. Sure get away with low accuracy with because if you're if you have a sniper rifle it's almost automatically got a got a high accuracy you know it's got an accuracy of 75 or more you know mm-hmm. yeah. and that's just going to be too like in the context of of oko and how op it was in standard that's perfect yeah <laughs> but it but if you actually implemented it in game it'd be way too way too powerful sure so um and 
and the whole, like, if you're in the presence of a rack thing, like, all right, well, so if you get, if you have flack and you have rack yeah. <laughs> then it's just stupid. Yeah. Like, stupid overpowered, you know? Yep. And, like, it would be, it would just be nuts. Um, but, but again, like, flavorful, and it would work well in the sense that Oka was super OP. But, um, yeah, I would do, like, a, like, a... <clears throat> I think I would do like a Hyperion SMG that has the the increasing accuracy or something like that. So like you could still hit, get a few critical hit shots, but chances are fairly low, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of what I would do, and in a relatively in a modest magazine size, so that way it's not like once you get that accuracy locked in, it's just like drilling a million shots in a row. So give it a magazine size of twenty something like that, you know. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I think that it would work really well to have it done that way too. And and like he says, you know, high chance to have an enemy dropping a health back, medium chance of turning it into a medium strength skag, uh, low chance of converting an enemy to fight with you. I mean, honestly, yeah, having yeah, I know that he said high, medium, and low, but I mean, you would like in order to make that so it's so again, it doesn't turn into an Oko situation where it gets banned immediately. You would have to be really careful about it. I mean, the chances on that would have to be like. Five percent, three percent, and one percent. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something so, like that. But yeah, because at first I was trying to think of it. I was like, all right, maybe do fifteen, ten, and five percent. And I was like, no, nah, even that's too much. Like, you know, like if you're yeah. sitting there. So, like hypothetically, let's say this. So, if you have, so the so the one in the middle, the medium chance of turning an enemy mm-hmm. into a medium strength skag. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna do this because we're talking about Magic: The Gathering here. I'm gonna take the words exactly as he put them. So, okay, because <laughs> cause, because as we all know, reading the text explains the text. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So medium chance of uh, of enemy turning into a medium strength skag. Okay, he does not specify anything about those enemies at all. It just says of enemy meaning (laughs) to me this could be any enemy (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's that's part of the deal right like you you drop i mean like so like you're thinking like bosses like fucking grave war (laughs) like medium medium strength skag Dude, you know what the best part about that is? You had to say Grave Ward is the first one. Grave Ward isn't even on the map. It's off the map. So could you imagine hitting it? <laughs> That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. So just like, um, you just like, bam, and it turns into a skag and then just falls to its death immediately. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. Uh, um, so, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, even like, like, let's take a great example of this. Uh, take one of the worst enemies in the game. Let's take an anointed militant. And, Ugh. and it's like, bam, I shot you in the face. Now you're a medium strength skag. <laughs> but somehow it like retains the same loot pool or anything like that. So you're just like, right, right. It's just like, yo, dude, where'd you get, where'd you get that sick anointed brainstorm? It's like, oh, I killed it. I just killed the skag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. So I, I like it. Uh, and, and you're totally right. Yeah. Flavor text. If it seems overpowered, that's because it is. First of all, love that flavor text. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm all about yeah. it. I would, I would love to see something like that. And, um, you know what? I'm going to share this bit of news just because it's not news, but, um, because I don't think, I'm not sure if we've ever really talked about this much on here and I'm glad we're finally getting to, uh, have this conversation. I know it's slightly 
Um, I know it's slightly off topic, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, hopefully some of you guys know who Mikey Newman is. Um, Mikey Newman was a writer on the Borderlands series and is now a YouTuber, actually a YouTuber and a Twitch streamer, I believe. So he likes to do a YouTube series called movies with Mikey, but he was very integral to, um, Borderlands in its early, uh, in its early days through the growing pains and things like that. And in Borderlands too, as well. Um, go follow him on Twitter at Mikey face. And like I said, Mikey watches movies on YouTube, I believe. For those of you that are unaware, um, he actually designed, he got to design a Magic the Gathering card um, back in the day. Um, let me go ahead and bring it up. Um, yes, okay. So he, oh man, now I'm going to struggle to find it, aren't I? Um, just bear with me. Uh, yes. Okay. So in 2015, he got to design the magic, the Gathering card chasm skulker, which I actually have in one of my commander decks. Um, he designed that it's one blue, two other for a one, one squid horror creature. And whenever you draw a card, put a plus one, plus one counter on chasm skulker. When chasm skulker dies, put X one, one blue squid creature tokens with Island walk onto the battlefield where X is the number of plus one, plus one counters on chasm skulker. Hmm. That's sick. So, so a really good card. So not really related to what we're talking about, but you know, a really fun scenario. So there is a lot of crossover with match the othering and with, um, borderlands but getting getting right into his question though what do you guys think what types of fun crossover weapons would you guys design if you had the chance not counting the existing ones thanks for the show and keep it up so personally i'm gonna have to i'm gonna need a few days to think about this one i have one right away that i immediately thought of when the question was asked um i would like to see and drew you'll know exactly where i'm going with this as soon as i say it I would love to see. So we, so we have, um, we have the handsome jackhammer as a weapon, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to see something that is a Hyperion weapon that is named similarly, but instead, uh, I, I want to see a weapon in game and it has to be a sniper rifle. I feel like called the Waba handsome Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I want it. It's along the same lines as kind of what uh, kind of what Chuck is looking, but I wanted to obviously it's a crossover with the Elder Scrolls and the Wabajack, um, mm-hmm. which is just stupid fun in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Elder Wabajack in the Elder Scrolls series. I would love to see something like that happen. First of all, you can make it semi usable by whenever because the whole thing about the Wabajack is it's random, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it applies a random it applies a random element to an enemy that could be like one thing where it actually is not too bad where it's just like yep it's going to hit an enemy and it's going to it's always going to do some sort of damage over time but you never know what it's going to be and there's no way to figure it out you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. it's always going to be randomly rolled outside of that if we're looking at the more ridiculous i would love to see it um turn it into uh not not necessarily a skag but literally and i mean Yes, literally any other enemy in the game. 
Yeah, how sick would that be if you're like, I'm gonna wabajack that skag, and it turns into Grave Ward, you know? (laughs) Just like somewhere it's like clipping through the map, and you're like, oh, snap! (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I would definitely need to think think more on on a crossover weapon. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yep. But yeah, no, I would. Um, yeah, I would love to. I would love to see the Wabba Handsome Jack. Um, I think that is it. Can you have? Can a can a series have a crossover with itself? No. Okay. Because I would love to see. I would love to see Krieg's like axe just be like a legendary weapon somewhere in the game too. Oh, that would be sick. That would yeah. be sick. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just like a melee thing, and the, and the and the whole special thing about it is just that you would be able to throw it. Mm-hmm. And nothing, nothing too fancy. I know that's kind of boring, but I would love to see that be a weapon in there too. It's, you know, either that or it's just a, yeah, actually, how about that? You could just make it a TDR. You just make it a TDR gun that when you go to reload it, you throw it. And instead of doing explosive damage, like they usually do, it, all of the damage it does is melee and it receives all the same melee buffs as if you were holding it. That'd be sweet. That'd be yeah. sick. I would love yeah. that. So get on it. Gearbox. Come on. Gearbox. Anyways. You, these are top tier ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll go with that. So, Anyways, um, yeah. So thanks for the, you know, um, that's the bonus content for the, uh, just solely de- dedicated to Chuck and his phenomenal email. So yeah, yeah. Um, this is not going to be a regular occurring segment or anything like that. It's just this one was fucking awesome. So yeah. I had to do it. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw something out there. Please do not take this as anything more than me simply asking a question to get some feedback that drew and I may or may not do anything with. This is no guarantee one way or the other. If you're someone that's really into magic gathering, if you like what we do, let us know. Maybe someday we might also start a magic gathering podcast yeah. too. Just, just yeah. because again, I am not guaranteeing anything right now, but if enough of you also like that and you want to hear us do the same stupid stuff we do on this one, just let us know. All right. <laughs> right, right. True story. So in the meantime, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. So yeah, there it, it's, I would feel, I would feel weird saying, saying the ending again. Cause I already did it. So bye. <laughs> All right. Later. <laughs>